What's up, everybody? Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Right now as we're recording, well, this is going to come out Monday. We're in August, and I can't believe it. I know, the year has gone by super quick. Yeah, this year has, okay, so it has gone by quick, but it's still been a bear of a year. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I dislike 2021 more than I dislike 2020. That's just... How I feel, I though, folks, I got married in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a house in 2020. So I mm-hmm. had some good stuff happen then. Yeah. But 2021 has been a bear, man. It's like the bad sequel movie. It is. It really is. Um, well, they kind of rehash the same plot and the yeah. same characters. And you're just like, uh. Yeah, 2021 <laughs> is the same thing as 2020, but without Tiger King. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. without that sort of fun thing. I mean, I know hey, we do have live events now, sporting events are going on, mm-hmm. we've got these positives and people are out and about, I'm very happy for that, but just seeing the way the Delta variant's going, I'm a little frustrated with that, just being honest. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely, and things are getting canceled, uh, like I want to go to some concerts and stuff, and I'm like, uh, will they refund me? If- yeah, yeah my, my wife last year bought AEW tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we still technically have them, so I don't know if... We could get a refund at this point because it's been so long. But uh, yeah, those are there. But uh, Tim, how have you been, man? We talked last week. We did. You were on the the main show. I was on the main show. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm okay. This week was fine. Uh, an incredibly lazy week for me, dude. There's nothing wrong with a lazy week. What like your ideal lazy week? What do you do? Nothing. Like, which that's been yeah. kind of on par for me. Do you play video games or uh, video games? I watch uh, some shows. <laughs> talking about off the air, uh, a dark episode. <laughs> I watched uh, Band of the Br- Band Brothers. Nice and the Pacific. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, cool. So that's where my mind has been. I showed Kate the first three episodes of Band of Brothers. Uh-huh. Too much death for her. Well, yeah, and I get it. Like she just, she was like, "I'm sorry, I I can't get into this because of." She would be like, "Oh, I've seen that person before." I'm like, "Yeah, this is like ten years before they blew up." Mm-hmm. And she was always thought that was cool, but man, it is just it, it's tough for her to watch. The Pacific is way worse. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've actually been listening to this podcast series uh, that's all just talking about the Pacific War right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Battles of American History, I think is what it's called. Okay. Check it out. It's it's pretty good. Um, and these two guys, uh, they've covered like Guadalcanal and Pearl Harbor. Yeah. They touched on New Guinea, which I was happy about because my grandpa fought in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's not really a major American battle. It was predominantly Australians that were fighting there. Yeah. But there were some Americans, so I'm like, hey, hey, they finally touched on it. I was kind of happy to see that. So it doesn't always doesn't always get the same shout out. Uh, well, the Pacific doesn't because no. it's not as romanticized as the European theater. And the scope was not quite as big because you had just had these intense battles and these jungles. Mm-hmm. Also, that was a lot harder for journalists to cover it yeah. because they couldn't really get up to the front. The fronts were a little more static at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it was in Europe, but it still, you could be like, oh, okay, I can go to Carentan. That's where this unit last was. I might be able to find them on their way to St. Lowe or Paris or wherever they're going next. So, Well, there's actual cities there yeah. that oh, the yeah. army guys could hang out in or whatever, whereas the Pacific, it was nothing. Yeah, just, oh, God, brutal. Uh, they, they did talk about, like, the amount of um, illnesses that mm-hmm. people got fighting malaria. in the jungle. Yeah, my grandpa got malaria constantly. Jeez. And he's he just is like, 
Well, the benefit was, uh, or benefit is, uh, I don't get bit by mosquitoes. <laughs> they would just be like, that one's got malaria. Nah, I'm good. So they could, they could somehow tell. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of interesting stories about my grandpa in World War II. I, my week, um, my my work week, I'll go into just that mm-hmm. first for this episode. Work for me was kind of interesting. Um, I can't go into the full details uh, because then I'd be giving away like a lot of important company information. Granted, I know we're not like the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Still, I don't want four people to tell four more people about what I've been talking about here. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this. We were uh, we're tracking like how much certain um, I'll just say things. I'll keep it as vague <laughs> as possible. How, how much we're saving money on these certain things. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're having to reproject some of them. You just you do that. Uh-huh. It's a, you know, it's Business normal. 101. And yes, <laughs> the funny thing is a lot of these projections were made before COVID. Whoops. Yeah. So it's not really performing the way they want. But there's this one that's doing almost double of oh. uh, of of all the products it's like wow that's great to hear are we sure but they originally said um i'll just say this we're tracking in like the hundreds of millions which is good Uh they sent us something that was in the billions and we're like you sure about that (laughs) and i had to like kind of catch them on that which was kind of interesting to be like listen if we're making billions on this thing i am now asking for a raise today (laughs) just now i hit the lottery but i knew it was wrong so that was kind of interesting to kind of be it's interesting in my position to be in a place where i'm working for this major company and seeing how they they really are kind of in a way penny pinchers on everything and that's Mm -hmm. how you get ahead that takes a drive yeah and determination that's kind of impressive uh it is also sort of um feudal lord mentality (laughs) in my my eyes you don't waste a shekel because that shekel will come back to get you so go after the peasants for them Uh, it's very, you know, I, that's just me being very negative today. Just a, a fair warning, folks. Um, this might be, I, I like to have a more upbeat, fun discussion. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I told Tim that I wanted to do with this because, um, you know, I like Alpha and Omega. I think sometimes you do have to have those hard sort of discussions that can be a little more depressing. You need to explore that occasionally when you're mentally healthy enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, maybe it's just been the season I'm in, but I've been trying to be more positive and, but this week, folks, it's going to be more negative. It really is. Um, and it's not even because of circumstances this week, the past two weeks, the past month. Uh, it's been 2021. Uh, this year, like I said, it's been a bear and it really started on such a down note because of Netzer, Matt Netzer's passing. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to your conversation with my sister and Amy Toady. Yeah. And it was great. You guys were, you know, it was a really good conversation. But I had to, like, disagree with one part you said, actually. What was that? Yeah, no, disagreement. Uh, You were saying, you know, that you are Alf's protege, that I was Netzer's protege. Uh And in my head, I'm like, nope, I'm not. I don't get that title. I don't feel like I ever earned that in a way because... You know, I'm not in ministry. I'm not doing anything I feel like great for anyone. <laughs> and I I thought I don't even own a speck of dust to be, you know, compared to that guy. 
because he did do so much for so many. And in my life, I'm like, no, I, I might have some personality um, comparisons, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I can't call myself Matt Netzer's protege and look myself in the mirror because I was like, it's just not true. With you, I can see it. Alf um, is a renegade, and I love that about Alf. He is passionate. He was going to go in a direction that nothing about it would be ordinary, and it was always going to be his own path. Mm-hmm. And, and he'd always have his wife by his side. I, I respect Alf so much for everything that he does. And I see that in you. I see that same drive and determination and it's a singular, unique point of view and it comes from the heart. With Netzer, I always looked at him like the brother that I wanted around. I do have a half brother, but he's 18 years older than me and we've never lived in the same state. So it's just a different relationship. Right. Netzer for me was that. Um, and him passing away to start 2021 kind of set the pace for what's been a very difficult 2021 for me. Right. And it's, it's been one of death. That's how dark we're going today, folks. <laughs> death. <laughs> right. Um, Oof. yeah, that's yeah. just how, what I was thinking at just the top of this. I want to start by saying that. I will say when I, when I mean that I think you're Matt's protege, it is, the heart in the matter, uh, Matt's heart of loving people like crazy, you have that as well. You have that same mentality of just when <laughs> it sounds funny, but when Matt enters the room, people flock around him. I see that in you, honestly. You get the center of attention whether people want to or not. Yeah. Uh, and the same kind of humor and the same jovial atmosphere that you have, I definitely see Matt there. In you and it, it's it's yeah I'm, I'm not doing really ministry either could I call myself uh, Alf's protege I think it's our temperament it is the personality that those two have that we definitely took inspiration from for sure yeah I can see that um, and it, it, especially when we were teenagers and doing the ministry definitely I would say you were Matt's protege and I was Alf's protege. Yeah. Uh, later in life, obviously we've taken inspiration from those two and I had the benefit of working with both. And so I, I think, and I don't want to be egotistical. I have some traces of Matt. Uh, and it's kind of weird to have both Alf and Matt influence me and, uh, and just remarkable humans. Yeah, really. Agreed. And I mean, I do appreciate what you're saying. I still don't think I can accept it. Still accept uh, it. I can't. No. You, you. Yeah, I'm forcing you to. You. No. <laughs> no. I think that's one thing about me is nothing really is forced on me. Where I'm like, I don't I want know. it. I, I. I say that jovially. I know you do, but I just can't because I, I do love you and I do see a, a lot of good in you, whether you recognize that or not. I'm not saying there's not good in me. I just don't think I More deserve machine the man. <laughs> I don't think I deserve that mantle. That's just like the, um, I think you do. Thanks. But it's not in here. Now I'm pointing to my Adidas logo <laughs> part right now. Cause we're both in track suits. We are, <laughs> which I love. Um, I'm all decked out. Yeah. His looks great. I'm only wearing the top, uh, the, the track jacket. Well, I'm leaning into my cult leader. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. It looks blue. 
Blue? Yeah. Mm, maybe because of the shadow. It could be. Uh, it's black. His is black. Mine's white. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a, a fun yin and yang thing going. But, Absolutely. Um, I was thinking about getting aviators and like the gold chain, like the gold, huge gold rope chain. I wouldn't turn you down if you did that. <laughs> I would not be like, don't do this. Do, 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 do. You're, you're influencing me in a negative way or manipulating me, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, also I want to say this. 2021 has been very difficult. Um, I think I feel comfortable talking about this now. Um, Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law is dying of cancer. We don't know how much time she has left. And it's really tough to watch this happen. And my wife having to do so much. Um, She's the one that's dealing with the brunt of this, obviously. And Netzer's passing... um, my I had a, a uncle, a distant uncle, pass from COVID. Um, also, this happening all really in the past year. Mm-hmm. Watching all of this has just made me fixate on death too much, mm-hmm. to the point now where I'm worrying about myself constantly. Like, oh gosh, am I? What if I? I, I remember I was jogging Friday. Mm-hmm. Going for a run. I'm on Highway K in O'Fallon, Missouri. If you know where that is, you know there's a lot of people there. Yeah. So this is a stupid thought. But I just keep thinking about how many people have guns in O'Fallon. And what if a stray bullet just hits me in the head? And I was thinking this while I was Jeez. running. Yeah. And that's not healthy. No. Um, and it was something where I snapped out of it after like a good 30 seconds of that fear. Mm-hmm. But I realized... Probably when I realized when I got home after I'd eaten a little bit and I just was sitting there thinking like, I'm surrounded by death right now. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law is dying a very slow, painful death um, with six months at the most to live. And I just lost probably my hero, one of my heroes in life. Um, one of the most influential people in my life, family of past. I just keep thinking about death constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I die tomorrow? What if I, uh, I, I've been worried a lot too. What if I pass when my kids are young or something mm-hmm. like that? And it's pretty much eaten up a lot of my enjoyment of 2021 that I could have had. Right. Um, not saying all of it was taken because of these thoughts, but parts of that, parts of this year that I should have enjoyed have been swallowed up by my thinking and my fixation on death this year. Jeez. Yeah. It's not healthy. No, not at all. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had that sort of feeling, but I do worry about what I, I've just, I'm at a, I'm in a place of worry right now to be completely fair. I, I, I understand. Um, that's the whole reason for my health kick. I haven't talked about this, but it was because of Matt. You know, I was 240 pounds. It was the heaviest that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And Matt, who I thought was relatively healthy, um, dies of a heart attack. And I'm like, well, uh, I was just in the hospital in October. It happened to be anxiety, and they did all the diagnosis on my heart. I saw one of the top doctors, heart specialists that my dad goes to. Um, and did all the tests for my heart. My heart is completely healthy, but my bad cholesterol was way high to the point where, you know, we're in our late thirties now, it's weird to say, 
that I could develop heart disease and heart complications and whatnot if I didn't get in, under control. Yeah. So that was really the, the spurt, uh, his passing to get myself healthy and to stop drinking as much and to start doing exercising and cutting down on the crap that I was eating to get healthy because there was that worry. Here yeah. I am, you know, the heaviest I've ever been and massively depressed and I needed to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2018 and 2019 were horrible years. And I've talked about it on the podcast before and, um, it just kind of Matt's passing kind of was the shock for me to get me out of that, um, out of that worry, out of that um, depressing mode that I was because that's not how Matt lived. No, he wouldn't want us to sit here and suffer and to be depressed or to worry. He would be like, dude, I have it so well right now and I can't wait to see you guys. Just not yet. Yeah. And, maybe, and and he would make a joke about it too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That guy always knew how to he he knew how to give you the dose of medicine you needed, but then also give you a, a laugh with it as well. Absolutely. So. And I've I've tried to carry that on to twenty twenty one and not to dwell on that so much. And um it, I, part of it was um <laughs> How, how deep do I want to go? I didn't go to any of the services or anything because it was, <laughs> this is going to sound so bold of me and maybe even hurtful that I didn't really agree that Matt would want to have a memorial service. It would have been, hey, let's have fun. Yeah. I, S- celebrate I, me. I think not... mem- memorial services are for the mourners. That's who it's really for. Absolutely. So. And I... <laughs> And COVID was a thing, and I just didn't feel comfortable going. I yeah, do want to go to uh, Texas to see Sarah and Alf and all of them, but I haven't yet gone. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know. I feel almost like I don't know if they would want to see me. Like it's been a thought that I've had, where you know, Kate and I have talked about doing a road trip, and part of it would be through Texas. It's like, oh, maybe I could say hi, but I'm like, oh, maybe they probably don't want to talk to me. I just I, I it's think. a feeling I have. I don't know why. They absolutely do. I don't know. Maybe. Um, knowing, I mean, knowing them, they'll be warm, I'm mm-hmm. sure, and, and, and kind, but at the same time, I almost feel like I, I, I might've jumped the gun. I think sometimes by reaching out to people and, and inviting them to things that maybe I shouldn't have and, um, trying to maybe go too far myself by letting them know I care and love them. But at the same time, I also know my personality. My personality <laughs> can sometimes rub people the wrong way. And because of that, I have to maybe accept what that, what that does is that makes people not want to be around me sometimes that I, and I, I'm oblivious folks. I, I oftentimes just think, oh, we all get along. And then I realize many years later, cause I'm a little slow that, <laughs> uh, oh no, they didn't like me at all. And that's why, you know, they were always kind of rude to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, not that they ever were. They None of them have ever been rude to me, but it's just still a thought that's there. It's like maybe they don't want that, you know, and maybe it's a, a bad reminder of Matt not being around. Yeah. And, and I can be that reminder. I, I remember the first time I met Matt, um, we were, 
we were at first assembly there, he was being introduced him and Sarah were being introduced and I talked to them for a while I'm like oh I like this guy he seems cool mm-hmm. and I'm walking out heading to my car and uh someone else at the church said you look just like the new youth pastor mm. and that comparison had been there since day one yeah it never stopped mm-hmm. at all and actually I remember watching the uh, memorial service it was um it was actually at my um my mother-in-law's house um she both my mother-in-law and sister-in-law were just they were isolating for all of covid so yeah, there was yeah. Kate didn't get to hug her family for over a year, it seemed. So, mm-hmm. or almost a year, not over a year. That's too much, but almost a year. And so we had scheduled, okay, Kate and I went into isolation so that, that way we can see them. Mm-hmm. That surpassed in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And Kate's like, do you want to go down there for that? I'm like, I can't take away your opportunity to hug your family in the middle of a pandemic. Right. So I, I didn't go. But I watched the memorial service and actually it, was, it wasn't my mother-in-law's basement. It was my sister-in-law's basement. And it was so brutal to watch. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I told them, hey, I'm sorry. I kind of need to go downstairs and watch it. And I did. And I came back up. And interesting enough, my mother-in-law was like, you look miserable. I feel so bad for you. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm not hiding it well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and you know what, now just thinking about it, you know, I've been, I've talked a little bit about my weight gain recently. I'm up to like 192 right now. And I think part of it could just be due to depression. And I really did fight depression as hard as I could recently. A lot of what's helped me out is having a better work environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, My job is great and I'm so happy to be on the team I'm on. So, you know, as opposed to having nine miserable hours a day, I'm like, oh, no, my nine hours of work are fine. It's it's a good situation. Right. But, dad, gum. I think I think about Netzer almost every day. And it's to the it, one thing that Kate was gracious enough to give me is um, for the vow renewal we're doing, we're doing a little stand for family members who've passed away that you know could make it so we'll put like pictures of you know grandparents and kate's father who won't be able to make it and i asked kate if we could uh include a picture of matt and she said absolutely which mm-hmm. which meant a lot obviously um yeah i haven't talked about this a ton on air guys because i wasn't ready and i didn't come in here today thinking i was going to talk about matt even this much um, this just kind of came up. I've literally just been so worried about my own death recently because I feel like I've just had this cloud of death following me and I'm sure it's because I haven't really reconciled the loss of Matt. Mm. Him, him, I do feel like I've said this and I still mean it. I saw people saying, you know, God needed him. <laughs> there's something along, you know something with that context i've heard it said in a few ways oh you know his time was up and god just called him home screw that man that's <laughs> stupid that's so stupid and i'm not going to ever believe that god can't figure out a better option with someone else who is closer to 
the end of the line, closer to 100 years old, the Netzer, who wasn't that old, who had two kids that he should be seeing grow up Mm -hmm. and establish their lives, and a wife that he should be growing old with. Mm -hmm. I can't get behind that. So, you know, anytime someone says that, that just pisses me, though, off. I just get so mad. Christians are stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people are, and Christian people are stupid. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's what Alpha Omega has been about, is criticizing basically what you just said in, in different formats and different topics. And, and I criticize myself, folks. I've just said earlier that I feel like I'm kind of dense in some ways, so I don't mind criticizing myself. Right. Um, but dadgummit, anytime anyone says that, I just get so mad. And, I, and it, it truly is... Because I think about, I, I thought when someone first said that, it was on social media, I saw someone say that, mm-hmm. and my initial thought was of Lucy. And the reason I thought of Lucy was I remember sitting in Matt's office, and it was interesting. It was a time he opened up to me. Um, we were sitting there, and it was before they had even gotten pregnant with Lucy. And Sarah did. I need to give Sarah the credit for that one. Of course, <laughs> Sarah got pregnant with Lucy. Shut up. See, I'm, I'm an idiot there, folks. But... <laughs> We had been talking about some things and and he just said, man, I just see all of my friends getting pregnant and they're having kids and we can't. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe we're not going to. I could just see the frustration. Mm -hmm. I just remember telling him like, man, you're going to be a good dad. It's going to be fine. It's going to happen. And probably it was like around six months later, Sarah got pregnant with with Lucy. And man, I, I always remembered every time seeing social media posts of Matt with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that guy is the dad that we should all strive to be. Absolutely. Every, I remember seeing the video of Valentine's day, uh, Lucy singing happy Valentine's day, like happy birthday mm-hmm. to her dad. You mean to tell me God is so pathetic that he would take someone who has two children and a wife that, you know, are going to rely on him. Mm-hmm. Not saying entirely, Sarah is an independent person and she can take care of herself, but dadgummit, a family does need more than one to thrive. Yep. And God can't figure that out? Screw that, man. That's just stupid. It's not even theologically correct either. I'm sure. It's bumper sticker theology where it's platitudes to make you feel better when you can't accept the truth that it just sucks. Yeah. And maybe part of my feeling, this is turning into a therapy session, folks. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but maybe part of my worries, too, with like having kids and then passing away is because I saw that happen with Matt, you know. But I'm very lucky to have two parents that are doing great in their 70s. I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, um, you know, there's some health issues there, but they still do so many things where we're like, just call me. I'll come over and trim trees or whatever. Stop doing that crap. So. Well, the other thing I've been focusing on, too, is because I don't have a good relationship with my parents, and that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, I can get my sister on the show. That's a whole other podcast. Um, Tim Talks, baby. Right. Um, I've been bringing my friends in as family Mm. and relying on that. Uh, Like Brooke and Amy, I mentioned that a lot in that show. You, Drew, Curtis, Nick. Uh, a lot of the people that I've had on the show and just, <clears throat> that's my family. 
those are my brothers and sisters that I'm going to bring in close and to rely on. And, you know, if I get remarried or if I don't, I still have that family. And that's what I'm kind of pushing on you is you have more friends and family that can take care of you, that can take care of whatever happens. And um, it's not even me I'm worried about as much. I really do worry about how Kate would be. That's more of like my fear is if I die, all right, I'm dead. Like I really genuinely hope I experience death and can kind of not fear it as much as I do, but really more being like, okay, this this is death. All right, all right. Well, this is what I'm going to experience. I'm ready. Hopefully, it's like Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. Mm. But I, I just hope that I'm. I'm sure it's a good reference, and I'll <laughs> bet I agree with you. But I I just hope I'm able to look at it that way. But that. My wife and if we have kids are okay. I I just I well well that's why I'm bringing up the friends and family thing because when Matt passed, how many people took care of Sarah and are yeah. taking care of Sarah and the kids? Yeah, I mean they're set. Like I don't think they have to worry too much. Yeah, I, I hope not. I don't know all of. I don't know the, the details, nitty but. details, but it seems like they're doing great via social media, which could be a red herring. But Yeah, social media, I just that's the thing I don't trust. <laughs> but it's coming from her, yeah. and she seems to be doing great. So, I mean, I would love to talk to her and Alf and Kelly. I know Alf has visited her quite often and even spoke at his church uh, quite a few times. So. Yeah. That's what family does. They surround people and, yeah, relying on those people. I mean, I think about to be dark and depressing along with you. Uh, if I don't get remarried and I don't have any roommates, I'm going to be the person that you see on the news where the mailman finds me. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I, I don't... And, no, no. and I'm a crazy introvert, so I can go months without talking to people. I'm going to... No, I'm giving you one of those call for help buttons. <laughs> Yeah, well, be, but I, it's going to be set up to our our house, and it'll have the Bat the, logo the, on the, it. The Life Alert thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be like, oh, hey, uh, the Batman logo is going off. We need to go to Tim's. It's well, well what's going to happen is, you know, die in my sleep, and then four months later. <laughs> Dude, you need to get a cat so it can just eat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know when people say, like, oh, I, you know, you're going to get a cat. Those things will eat you, and you're dead. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. dead. Find something to do with my body let a cat eat i don't care i'm dead right i i i'm so weirded out since we're talking about death the obsession with dead bodies yeah that's weird like i'm dead just i don't care i don't need a funeral plot or a burial plot or a tombstone or like why i would love to be the put me in a my, hole like sure this. i i would love to be launched into the grand canyon while i'm on fire that would be amazing viking funeral oh right? viking funerals are the best funerals right? i've never been to one but i would like to have a viking funeral myself like don't like stop obsessing over my corpse yeah that's true I, and if you have christian beliefs i'm no longer there anyway mm. so what i would love to have like a statue of me <laughs> Like on a throne, that that's my promise to you, Caleb. If you die before me, I will make a statue. Okay, of you. But I also want my cat Selena on it too. That's fine. I've told, I told Kate, I think that one time, and she was like, "That's who you're gonna include as your cat." I go, yeah, I'm including my cat Selena. <laughs> she gets to be included because she's awesome. Yeah, so absolutely. If you die before me, I have said that the longest relationship I've had with a female is with Selena, <laughs> not including family, of course. 
but I got Selena before I got Kate, so Selena's a longer can, relationship. I can probably do that with my car. Uh, but your car is not gendered. It is to me. It's, it might be to you, but okay. All right. <laughs> hey. I, I think I've had my car longer than my marriage, if I play that math out. But that's not, the, but that's not when the relationship started, was with the marriage. It started when you guys first started dating. Yeah, then, oh, God, you're making me think. Yeah. I think we met. I made you think. Woo! We met in 2005, and our marriage, we separated in 2012 and got fully divorced in 2013. And so however you want to do the math there. Hmm. Now, what is that? Ten, not ten years, not quite ten years? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I can't do math. I'm not the best with math either, and it's kind of a shock because a lot of my job involves math. Like I, my boss will say, "Oh yeah, the math's pretty easy. Divide this by that." And I'm like, "Oh crap! I just stopped listening. That's not good." Seven years. Seven years. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I've only had my car since 2016, so not quite. I remember riding in that car. You know, and I was scared like, you to death. Yeah. It was the power. You feel the power in that thing. Yeah, and I've since modded it so it's faster. Good. That's great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I drive a Kia Soul uh-huh, uh-huh, because I uh-huh. just like it. I don't, you know, I, I like, I like weird cars. Yeah. I, I like, uh, obviously my Mustang and Mustangs in general. Yeah. It's the muscle car that you're into. Yeah. Would you want to be buried in your car or would you want to pass it on to someone? So the joke, the running joke I have is I'm absolutely going to die in that car. It's going to be wrapped around a tree or burst into flames or whatever. Dad gummit, Tim. <laughs> Dad gummit. I'm not ready for that joke. I, I, folks, right now, I think it's like 12, uh, 35 and I genuinely feel like I woke up 20 minutes ago cause I've just been so dead tired today. Mm-hmm. Keeping on with the theme. I am drink. Yeah. I'm drinking <laughs> a big old thing of coffee right now. I'm still not awake. And Tim just saying that made me go, I should have gone back to bed. <laughs> I should not have done this today. <laughs> I'm talking about death and how much I miss my friend, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and one of my friends is talking about wrapping his car around a freaking tree. I was talking about burying the car <laughs> with him. It's been a joke because people have said that about me. When, when I first bought that car, the only thing that my uncle said to me like a month after is like, so have you wrecked it yet? And it's a classic yeah. Mustang meme of running into crowds, and it's just... Running into crowds. Yeah, you haven't seen that? No. Is that because of those the terrible things that happened in like Charlottesville or something? No, no, no. Oh, the running okay. in the crowds thing is with car shows. And if you watch on videos of YouTube and whatnot or even Reddit, any car show usually has a Mustang where they do a burnout and they end up losing control and hitting people. Okay. And That's it's generally a Mustang. Why is it? A, is because the drivers suck, or is there something with the car? Uh, must, I, I'm not a car person. Uh, it it's because Mustangs are generally the cheapest of the sports cars. So oh, okay. then you have idiot people, like young people that aren't experienced behind a wheel, mm. buying a Mustang and it has a lot of power and lose control. And gotcha. You know what sports car I wish they would bring back? Mm. Dodge Vipers. They still make them. They I do. I think so. I feel like I haven't seen a Dodge Viper. Since like 2004. Well, because they're terrible cars. Are they? Yeah. Why? They're two serial cars and um, they suck to ride in and drive in. A lot of people don't like oh. them at all. 
Well, yeah. all right, folks. That shows you how much I know about cars. I liked the look of them when I was nine. I mean, they do look cool. Yeah. I wouldn't turn down a Dodge Viper. I wouldn't either, but it sounds like I would just sell it really fast if it was just given to me. Yeah, and typically people with Dodge Vipers don't drive them. See, that's the thing I don't get about any sort of car ownership is not driving it. Anything I buy, I want it to have some sort of practical use. Like if for whatever reason Kate and I get a boat, I'd like to get something that can tow a boat. All right, that's fair enough. I don't need the Kia Soul anymore. Oh, I have this car because it can move a boat. Mm-hmm. Besides that, though, I don't really see the practicality behind having a car that you don't use, you know? Cars are meant to be driven. Yeah. My Mustang has 120,000 miles on it. Okay. All yeah, right. I drive it quite a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's like your thing to do is like, oh, I want to get away. I'm going to go for a drive. Yep. Which is why the joke of me wrapping my car around a tree is... You don't do it like on bad rainy days and snowy days, right? No. Good. Okay. All right. No. That gives me hope. I do do do. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb things. Dude, you know what we need to get? We need to get one of those boards where you can make like sound effects through a conversation. Like a shock jock radio show? Yeah. We'd be the worst. The worst. We'd let Curtis have that. Curtis, my vote is for you to do that. Just... (laughs) You just sit in the corner and just throw uh, those in whenever we want. That'd be great. They ended production in the Dodge Viper in 2017, so I was oh, mistaken. Yeah. All right. See, you can bring it back, but make it more practical. Folks. That car is not meant to be practical. I so when I so wait, hold up. Sorry, I have to change the subject. Mm-hmm. Not change the subject. Continue this on. The Batmobile mm-hmm. in the Tim Burton movies was like a big sports car, a phallic-shaped sports car. Yep, definitely. Not practical. No. Now, the Tumblr seemed pretty practical, but it was also a draw some attention. Mm-hmm. What would be the most practical car that Batman could use? An SUV. An SUV? Yeah. Okay. Like a fast one, like the Porsche. Uh, Porsche has an SUV? Yeah, the Cayman. Oh. Yeah, it's quick. It's qu- Okay, so or, like a Porsche SUV. Or even like the Jeep, uh, oh, what is it, the SRT, I think it's called. Oh, okay, all right. It's a fast Jeep. That, that's more American. I like that, you mm-hmm. know? And Batman's become like okay. I love Christian Bale as Batman, but Dad Gummit, it's just started. I feel like it's getting more and more uh, Britishized. Where Batman's like, oh, he's driving like this cool little sports car. I'm looking forward to seeing Pattinson as Batman, mm. but it's getting Englishized, which I know isn't a word, but I don't care. Shut up. Why I'm having he- a bad day, folks. Don't <laughs> criticize me. British. I mean, he drove a Lambo. Uh, Christian Bale did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. But then again, it makes sense for it, it uh, makes rich sense people. If he's rich, fine. But I mean, the Batmobile. It needs to be American. <laughs> it's mean, an American character. Yeah, I mean, the Tumblr I think was American. Yeah, that was pretty good. I give it that. I did. Like, of all the Batmobiles besides the Adam West one, I like that one the most. The Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty American. Yeah. Well, I mean, they all kind of were. They were the phallic shaped ones looked cool when you're a kid. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, that just wasn't practical. I know. Absolutely not. I do remember as a little kid asking for the Batmobile as a kid. And my uh-huh. parents were like, oh, okay. Well, they found me like a little Micro Machines one. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you want the actual car. I want the real one. I'm five. And they're like, you're all right, five-year-old. You don't understand. It's a <laughs> loan. Shut up. <laughs> you know. Even the way he got in, like the Burton Batman one, uh-huh. the way he got in with the whole roof like coming, like 
totally impractical. Yeah, it needs to be practical. Batman does. Yeah. I, I just realized I'm wearing Batman socks right now. You are. And I had forgotten that, so maybe that's why I wanted to talk about Batman subliminally. I'm working a lot of things out today, folks. Hey, I'm here for it. I appreciate it. Like, the whole death thing, too, has bothered me because... Like, I haven't, I know I'm going back to it, but I don't care. It's going to be the theme of this one is death. Um, death and taxes is the name of this podcast. I like death and all of his friends. Okay. It's one, It's my favorite Coldplay song. I don't know Coldplay at all. That's, listen to it. No, it starts I'm beautifully. Good. Oh, okay. no. Disagree. Go and listen, folks, to that song. <laughs> it's so good. It's really beautiful uh, and, like, sad, but then feels triumphant in a way. Uh, anyways... I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> I'm so sad today. I really am down. And it has a lot. It really is just thinking about maybe part of it is the vow renewals coming up and he's not going to be there. I'm excited to have you do it, man. But I, I in my heart. Oh, absolutely. I get it. Yeah. I, I would I, want Matt to do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's It's been kind of mind blowing that you even asked me. And now I have like that pressure of. Oh man, Matt did it before, and there's going to be that weight there. It's, I, I mean, for me, there there's yeah. that weight there. Yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting too is um, yesterday, Kate and I, we just needed to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate was having a really tough time, and I'm like, eh, we're going to go for a walk. So we went for a walk down by, on the riverfront, um, you know, on Main Street, St. Charles. Mm-hmm. We're just walking around down there, and then we went to. Um, uh, Mission Taco down Ooh. there, which was good. Uh, we've been there plenty of times, but that's mm-hmm. where we met up with Matt for lunch the day before the wedding. Oh, yeah. And every time we go there, I think about him. Mm. I just look over at the table where we sat and I just think like, dad, gum it. If I had known that was, I mean, not the last meal because the last meal was the night before, but it was like the last alone time I really felt like I had with him. Mm-hmm. I'd have treated it so differently. But of course, that's how we all would. Right. I mean, the last time I saw him was at the reception. Yeah. Reception, in quotes. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about getting together. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, but COVID was a thing and kept me from going there. And Yeah. I mean, it kept us all, for sure. I do think it was... It's fun to look back at that and just feel... Th- there's a moment where I kind of felt the old me and him vibes oh absolutely and it was when we were all sitting outside on my sister's deck Mm -hmm. and my sister came out and said we we had gotten pappies for uh the reception great food like there was ribs and brisket and mac and cheese it was so good and my sister was you know trying to get us all to go get seconds Mm -hmm. and she said you guys can go and get you know ribs or you can get brisket or you can get turkey and then mac goes wait 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 what if we get ribs turkey brisket i go oh no 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 and then after that yeah. brisket we just went on this monty python-esque rant for a good you know minute two minutes and my sister just walked away like shaking her head frustrated <laughs> with us and i was like yep that's me and matt it was just this long joke for me and him that other people and kate was like oh my god what are these two guys doing and I think back about that. That was the the times with Matt that I liked the most where we just had a bit go beyond its expiration point. Oh, and then absolutely. we just kept going with it for fun. Absolutely. One of <laughs> I forget when this was. It was years and years ago. It was right when Transformers was a huge thing. 
and we talked about this is so bad and awful but it makes me laugh uh, a mentally disabled robot oh, no. <laughs> who couldn't figure out how to no we came up with an idea oh, okay yeah, yeah. it was a uh, uh, I think his name was Frosty, and he was like a refrigerator, but he couldn't like transform all the oh, way. Jeez. <laughs> See, Matt and I, I remember we had a joke about um, <laughs> uh, it was a specific type of condom, <laughs> and they were called lepre condoms. We had the tagline "Dublin the protection." Now in three great flavors: Guinness, potato, and Blarney Stone. <laughs> and what's funny was I'm. I was thinking about that while I was in Chicago for whatever reason. And I wrote a, uh, it's called a blackout where it's like a one joke sketch. Uh-huh. And I wrote lepra condoms as a sketch for second city. And, uh, the director goes, that's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually don't even think I told Matt cause I'm like, I don't think he would want that to be part of his le- legacy. <laughs> and you know, madam, uh, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I, think I think he absolutely would. I I don't think he would. I think he would have been like, yeah, that that was a joke we did. All right, you know, <laughs> trying to play it off, but at the same time, no, it's inappropriate. Um, but also funny. It was funny. I mean, sure. we had a mentally disabled robot transformer yeah. that we talked about for years. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an ongoing bit. I think <laughs> I've had a bit like that. I haven't talked to this guy in a while, so he probably doesn't even remember. But it was a coworker in Chicago. It's it's an inappropriate bit. <laughs> But it, we talked about um, Magic Johnson's um, brother, <laughs> who is just totally different name, Reality Johnson. <laughs> it's like, what's the polar opposite of Magic Johnson? Reality, Reality Johnson. Uh, that's and good. it was just that's all good. about a very, like, uh, you know, straightforward, uh, um, you know, Twitter that we would make called <laughs> Reality Johnson that would just say the absolute fact of something <laughs> just to, like, have fun with it. We never did it. So it was... Sorry, I don't know where that joke came from, folks. No, that's all good. Pray I, for me, folks. If you pray, pray for me. I'm having a rough week. I can't I can't get around it. It's I haven't slept well. Mm. And it's interesting because the um the edibles work really well for helping me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But I know when they've when they don't work, when it, when it's like, oh, it's run out. Um, I just wake up and I'm wired. And that uh, happened today at about four in the morning. Because I take it a little bit before bed, mm -hmm. start to feel it. Then I'm like, okay, do all the things I need to do before bed, like brush teeth, clean the litter box, and all that other stuff. And then I hop in bed and fall asleep. Today, it just kicked on. And I was like, I can't do this today. I just want to go back to sleep. I'm done. Mm. So. I, I have to take melatonin every night before bed. I don't think you should take melatonin, man. I think there's something else you should take. Edibles? No, I was going to say valerian root, but you could do edibles. But <laughs> you're drug tested, so I don't think they would allow it. I would suggest valerian root because I think our body is only supposed to have a certain amount of melatonin. And then throwing more into it makes it can throw you off. Uh, I haven't had any issue with that. All right, fair enough. Maybe your body's not making any. I, I've i always had a problem with going to sleep really? my entire life. Uh, I probably should be diagnosed with insomnia. Like, I'm one of those people that can lay in bed for two, three hours. Yeah. And only had, like, three hours of sleep. I remember being so stupid in college, thinking, like, oh, coffee doesn't affect me. And I'd get, like, a venti white mocha or something. <laughs> and be up, like, why can't I sleep? No, like, zero caffeine at all, and I still have problems really? going to sleep. I mean, I take, I drink coffee in the morning, but then I still. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
Yeah. And so I, I've been taking melatonin. And then before COVID in like 2018, 2019, I was actually got to a rhythm where I could fall asleep. And then COVID hit and my work schedule changed. Now I can't fall asleep anymore. Really? So melatonin it is. Yeah, okay, fair enough. If it works. I would say try valerian root. I mean, it really works for me. Yeah. It smells terrible. It, oh, good. It smells like a foot fungus. Good. But it, it works, actually. As, so. What do you do with it? You swallow it in oh. a pill. They put it in a pill form. Okay. Um, but it takes a while to work. Mm. It also isn't something where it helps you fall asleep. It helps you stay asleep. Ooh. So that's what I like about it. Yeah, I don't have a problem staying asleep. It's, it's the getting initial. asleep. Mm, okay, yeah. fair enough. I don't know. Maybe try it at some point. Mm. It does smell terrible, so I'm going to warn you. But okay, it's not bad. I, I may try it. I would um, say do it. You know, like I said, my issue is uh, falling asleep. Yeah. Back to the death thing. Sorry, <laughs> there's no segue. Better. Back to I, death. Back to death. I'm <laughs> fixated on death today, folks, and it's I'm I'm wearing like. Bright colors. You are. I, I well, should be. Your shorts are gray. Yeah, they're gray. I've got on some nice Batman socks. I should be excited, but dadgummit, I'm not. Like, I don't know. I'm starting. I don't even know if I believe in heaven anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't think I do. Interesting. It's almost something where I'm like, all right, God created this life for us. All right. Then he wanted to create a second life. I don't know. That just kind of seems like uh I don't know, uh, Game Genie cheat codes. That just doesn't seem like a real thing to me anymore. Well, uh, how theological do you want to get on this discussion? You you can. (laughs) I just don't even know if, like, the theological aspect matters right now to me. Well, because the Garden of Eden was supposed to be heaven, and then we kind of screwed that up, so then God went, oh, uh... So now I got to make heaven? Do you think he made heaven after that? Or he made it during then. I mean, so because it's either be- during or after. All right. I mean, I mean, same thing with hell. Hell was never meant for us. It was meant for Satan. And uh, whoops, we screwed everything up. That's another thing, too. The idea of hell sounds so... Uh, it, it sounds almost like... Um, dadgummit, I can't even describe it any other way. But just social justice warrior cancels shit. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me to be like, all right. You didn't accept me. Now I'm going to put you in an eternity of hell. Good grief. That's a bit overreacting in my book, personally. I so. mean, uh, it, it could be. Again, hell, I think hell is not taught well in churches in the Christian setting. Yeah. They always say it's the absence of God. Nowhere in the Bible. And it doesn't even make sense because God is everywhere. So hell is the eternal wrath of God because you don't accept him uh, because you're not forgiven. You're not forgiven of your transgressions. And that's the whole, you know, Jesus thing. That's, I guess it's, it's another part with me too. Folks, I'm having a breakdown. Let's just, let's call it what it is. This, this mm. episode will be called Caleb's breakdown. Yep. But like, I don't even know like how that makes sense to me that. Interesting. Okay. You've, you screwed up. I've made you flawed. That's how you've been created. You cannot be perfect. Um, I've made you this way. You better accept this alternative here. I'm taking away your rights. You better take this (laughs) vaccine known as Jesus. (laughs) You better take it or I'm going to put put you in hell. 
Yeah. I don't know why Jesus. If Jesus, oh God, Jesus God, is a Southern man. If Jesus or God <laughs> like had like that super Arkansas <laughs> accent, oh man, I'd be impressed. Be like, All right, wow, you you've got that defined feature. <laughs> cool. I mean, uh, that's love, though. Would you want love to be forced? It seems forced. If I am forced to accept something, you're not in order to get into heaven and have a. But you're not forced. Yeah, if I don't, then you're going going to hell. Going to hell. Yeah, the hell. If I don't take it, you put me in hell. You better take your medicine. You don't take that Jesus vaccine. That means you lost your right to heaven. You gotta (laughs) go to hell. I should have the right to pick. (laughs) I mean, you do. Uh, yeah, you do have the right to to select to pick which you want. I mean, I mean, uh, to think about it, that seems like a selection we shouldn't have to make. I. I mean, that's the whole basis of uh, Jesus dying for us and that sacrifice and being like, this is how much I love you. Like, you can't do it yourself. It has to be me. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you really have to do is accept him. That's a good point. I like that. But also, I don't like how so many people don't even have that option. Throughout uh, the history of time, oh, so many people haven't even had that option to make that selection knowingly. You know, Jesus dies in whatever it was, year 33 AD, possibly 30, 33, somewhere around there. It took a while to get that message around the world. And in that time frame, a lot of people have died in those parts of the world where the message didn't get. So God's just going to be like, eh, tough luck. Should have been around Judea in year 34 AD. Well, there's know? two two thoughts there. Let's uh, hear them. The Jewish tradition was already there, and that was your salvation to God before Jesus. Um, and the sal- and Jesus dying kind of goes forward and backwards in time. You're forgiven regardless. Uh, so and, that's a small group there. Well, that's a big group. I mean, you're talking everyone pre Jesus was still forgiven by Jesus. Oh, okay. So I thought you were saying if you were Jewish. So if you're Judea. Jewish, yes. Okay, that's still small though in the grand but, scheme of the world. But hold on, uh, <clears throat> because Judea. <laughs> <laughs> That was completely accidental. <laughs> I have something to say. Yeah. Have, mm, my scholarly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jewish, you could be a, a part of that religion without being a part of that tradition, I guess. Would that be the right way of saying that? If you want it to be that way, you can say it that way. I don't know. Like you can accept God and still not be Jewish. Hmm. Um, and Judea and that religion has been around for uh, a long time and people knew about it. So they knew about God. In fact, if you read ancient Egyptian writings during this time, they talk about that Israelite God who is destroying things and how we should actually fear this God. So that religion was known. Sure. And it was their choice to believe it or not still. So is that both one and two there or is that just one? What do you mean? You said you had two thoughts on that. My second thought, Okay, I lost. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. Uh, I was just going to say, though, even with that first one, that's still kind of a small oh, group my around second, the world. My second thought is there is, a, and I don't know if I really believe this. I would have to do more digging. Uh, but there is a, this train of thought that if you were never exposed to God or exposed to that religion or however you want to, talk about that god forgives you hmm. 
there is that thought. And there is some scripture that is contrary to that, that you should know, you should know. But there is a train of thought that goes, well, actually, I mm. think God is sovereign and God is forgiveness. You're okay. And that argument gets in with like the mentally disabled mm. of people that have no rational thought or can't comprehend it, mm-hmm. that God would forgive them. And you can get into an argument about babies and what happens to child babies that die or children that die that can't express that thought does god forgive them and there's some evidence that yeah he does Hmm. interesting so some evidence some yeah you would have to do a lot of digging and a lot more theological thought than i am capable of it's kind of a shame that we have to do that much theological thought on it it is but uh yeah that's just the way it is I don't know if we're meant to have some of these answers, honestly. Yeah. And we're supposed to have faith and we're supposed to be the people that go out and tell other people about God and who he is and that he's more about love and all he wants to do is love you and you're the person that's rejecting him. I think faith for me is just destroyed at this point. It's really broken down to my faith in God has been hurt a lot mm-hmm. based on my time working at a church, based on how on the treatment I've seen of people in churches based on also on those that I've seen thrive in churches and how I know, okay, I definitely know where their heart is and it's not in the best place. Nope. I do remember in college, one guy asking me to, he's offered to pay me to write his paper. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do that. And his dad was a mega church pastor in Perfect. the Dallas Fort Worth area. Perfect. I was like, all right, I just, I hate this. More than anything, I hate this. And he's thriving right now in a ministry somewhere. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding me. So I, that part is messed up where it's the people in the church that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You're preaching to the choir, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if anyone's going to get it, it's going to be you, for sure. <laughs> it, I think seeing Matt taken away has affected that too for me. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I was told by Alf a long time ago, don't put your faith in people. It's in Christ. And uh, that really has impacted me. And it's quite honestly the only reason why I've maintained my faith. Yeah. The the shit that I've seen in church ministry, the, the abuse, the straight up abuse of church leadership and people. I mean, when I got divorced, I was a black sheep. I got quoted scripture that I was going to hell because I'm divorced. And I've had people quote scripture at me to hurt me. Mm. And I'm like, that's the opposite of what the Bible tells you to do. Yeah. When you're using scripture as a weapon to hurt people. Yeah. And it's the whole foundation of why I started this podcast. Right is to rail against that and to talk about that and say, this shit isn't right. The people that abuse scripture, the people that uh, say all this awful things, and we can get into COVID and the anti-mask people and the idiots uh, that are Christian, that are, are that preacher that we mentioned on the main show, like that is evangelical Americanization of Christianity and it's bullshit. And uh, when we, then you get quoted scripture about, well, you know, uh, God needed Matt. And it's like, that's so much bullshit. He wants, he, uh, the way I frame this is God mourned 
and is mourning Matt's death and is mourning along with us in tears. And that was his faithful servant that was taken too soon. And it has nothing to do with God, I don't think. It's disease and the evil and the corruption of this world that causes that. It has nothing to do with uh, God and his, his time. God knew about it, but he also... He prepares us for this inevitability of death by bringing friends and family and togetherness and breaking bread with each other. And that love and you being on this couch right now, I mean, God had a plan for all of this. And he knew that we would be sitting here today talking about this, helping you get through your shit on a couch on a dopey little podcast. God knew, though. (laughs) Dad gummit. That's the whole thing too that frustrates me. God knows. God's uh-huh. plan. Mm-hmm. Dad gummit, couldn't you have been a better planner? <laughs> but it's, like I said, it's a disease. He knew about it, but was there anything he could do about it? Sure. sure. I, I think there is, personally. I do think there is things God could have done because I don't think God's that helpless. Hey, well, <laughs> but then you're talking about like, all right, God can just show up and it's kind of like the cheat code and going. Well, I guess everything's fixed now. Right now, I want a cheat code. I want him back. I, I understand that. That's the thing. I, I want him back, too. I was thinking about him over the weekend. Like, yeah. I miss him. I, I want to have another conversation with him, but I also know that, man, oh, <laughs> in my inevitable death, I believe I get to see him again. And I think the representation of heaven is very skewed that it's going to be, you know, I've heard, well, it's just going to be everlasting eternal praise for Jesus because we can't help it. I don't see that happening. Honestly, I think about when Jesus was on the earth and it was him hanging out with his homies around a table, breaking bread and drinking wine in that fellowship. That's my representation of heaven. Yeah. I hope it is, man. I just think that, that, that hope that it's there has left me at this point. Maybe it comes back. Maybe it, it will. But if I'm just being completely honest, even thinking about some of the things that I've read in the Bible make me go, that's not a loving God at all. In the Old Testament, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of, there's genocide in the Old Testament. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't get by that. I can't. I mean, that's a way deeper and complicated right. subject. I mean, we can dive into it. Um, if you really believe in heaven and it's a great place, maybe it was actually saving those people. I don't see how I can buy that, man. I just can't buy what that. what is better than heaven? Suffering on this world longer? I don't think taking away an opportunity for someone to live a life is okay. And genocide too. I mean just hearing like take them out root and stem. I'm just like brr, I can't get by that. Cuz that's also the kind of stuff like I hate to use something that's been overused in this world, but it's true. Like the Nazis would quote something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, the Southern people quoted scripture when talking about slavery. Yeah. And I don't think those, those things were right. <laughs> I don't think slavery at any point was really a right thing to do. I don't feel like uh genocide was ever a right thing to do either. Um, but, and, and then also like, it's like, Oh, which is kind of better for them to live or to go into heaven, then we should all just die. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I don't think I want that. I want my wife to live. I want her to have a good long life and experience everything that we've been given here. I mean, Paul talks about it. To die is to gain. That's See, 
because we are surrounded by death today, <laughs> folks. That gummit. It. Uh, I always think about it as how can I put heaven here, and like I said, I like that. Like I said, my view of heaven is sitting around a table with my bros, drinking wine, breaking bread. Yeah. I like that. And and so playing that thought out to die is to gain. How much better would it be with no pain, with no anger, with no suffering, I, with I, nothing? That's great for old people, but I don't see that for an entire civilization. Just because they were living in an area flowing with milk and honey doesn't mean that uh, they should all be wiped out. That's just my take. And I don't think I could ever get by that, too, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, they also choose... To uh, sacrifice their own children and to rape and pillage and to be evil, awful people. I, You know what? I'm sure there's plenty that did that. Do I think that was an entire civilization that did that? I doubt it. To me, it kind of sounds like propaganda. I mean, it was still their choice to not to be a part of that civilization. Yeah. And to accept it. But how many of us are like, um, okay, first of all, you really couldn't travel too much at that point. How many people kind of go like, Hmm. All right. I can't really go that far. This is the only life that I've ever really known. I don't like it. I'm going to reject every part of it. I think what ends up happening, and we saw this, you see this a lot like in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Hitler never got the majority of the votes in in Germany. He never got an actual majority vote to be chancellor it ever. Was, it was a coup, and he just took it over. More or less. Yeah, it was more or less a coup. You could say that. It was given it by... Uh, uh, oh God, I wanted to say Hindenburg, but that's not the right crazy German. He was given that. and But what happened with people there was they didn't like how they were kind of labeled around the world as like the black sheep when it's like World War One wasn't all our faults, so you can't put it all on us. So basically he sort of said, okay, you guys are you're better than this. Oh, I like that. Uh, we're going to give you jobs. Oh, I really like that. We're going to, you know, deflate the uh, uh, the mark, I believe is with the German mm-hmm. currency. Oh, I like that. We're going to kill Jews. I don't like that part. Um, <laughs> ah, dad, come in. But the rest I really like. Yeah. And so they got sucked into it. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole Versailles Treaty was It was too much, but bogus. that comes from yeah. the Franco-Prussian War where the Germans put a lot on the French. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say the Versailles Treaty was right because that's what set up World War II. Anyways, all I'm saying is genocide is wrong, even in the Bible to me. I mean, I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't know if I necessarily believe this stuff either. Devil's advocate for the Bible. How about I that? I know. That's that's dark. Because how how do you, how else do you rationalize it? I can't. And I, having the faith, I have to. It's part of my heart. It is part of if I really believe in this, I have to rationalize this somehow. I have mm. to make sense of it. Otherwise, it doesn't. Yeah. Then what is my faith based on? Mm. And as a studious person that I am... Clear <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 my throat again. I, I need to investigate that further. Yeah. And I have to study it and figure out what is the answers, what have other commentators and what have other brilliant people have said about this. Yeah, I'm I've sure. only given the stuff that I have come up with and the stuff that I've kind of read about with this topic. Have you ever seen the movie Million Dollar Baby? I have not. Is that the boxing one with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. There's a really great part in it. Spoiler alert. It's been out since like 2002. (laughs) But there's a great part in there. Like uh, Clint Eastwood's character always goes to see this priest and ask him these hard questions. Uh uh 
kind of like what we're doing now, uh-huh. but he's been doing this for years and the priest just gets so frustrated and just cusses him out. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like if I would do that to a pastor to be like, Hey, I'm only here to ask hard questions. They would just be like, I'm done with you. Get the F out. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And that's just based off of how I've seen pastors nowadays in the modern church. Mm-hmm. Look for the the spotlight of the pulpit. And that's in part based off of church politics and how the way the church is set up. And I'm not saying this is right, and I don't think all pastors are like this, but I've seen a lot of it where they'll look for the spotlight of the pulpit, but they're not going to get into the trenches. Yep. And once again, that's not every church out there, folks. Hopefully I'm not manipulating you or was that brainwashing? Yeah, don't brain. I'm not trying to brainwash you. I'm just telling you my perspective. Am I brainwashing you? Because you're saying what I've been saying. I feel like I might be brainwashing you by talking about genocide in the Bible. No, not at all. But I don't know. Maybe I'm brainwashing you at home. I'm sorry. I'm not no, a cult no. leader. See, I am the cult leader exactly. here. Exactly. That's why you've got your black tracksuit <laughs> and it looks sick. And you're basically saying the same things that I've been saying for, I don't know, two years now. Yeah, that's true. The, uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah, all right. I'm brainwashed. Yeah. I do like the shoes that match, too. Thanks. It looks blue, man. I think it's blue. It's definitely black. <laughs> the pen is royal blue. It's definitely black. All right. Fair enough. It looks blue. Maybe you're colorblind. I don't think I'm colorblind. This is black. Hold on. Let me put my black shoe next <laughs> to you. That it, black. This is black, too. It looks blue. It's definitely black. All right, fine. Fair enough. Where'd you get yours from? Amazon. I got mine from Amazon. Yep. It definitely said black. It did? Black okay. and white. All right. I'm going to look at. I'm gonna find a way to look at the tag on that thing to see what the color is. I mean, are. I could take off the jacket. Do it. Okay. I am now stripping for Caleb. On the show. It's all right. I like it. Yeah. Uh, this shirt bump, bump, makes uh, my uh, arms look really big. It does. That's a nice thing about uh, some white tees. All right. What does it say on that tag right yeah. here? Oh, my God. That's so small print that I don't know <laughs> if I can <laughs> read it. A uh, bunch of Chinese. Uh, I can't read that tag. Uh-oh. Yeah. Does it say anything here? It's got to. It's got to. I mean... Uh, this lighting is terrible for the podcast. Um, it's mood lighting. It's fine. Mood lighting. And there's a bad, it's made in, a, in Jordan. Oh. I don't think it, machine wash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it has actual color. Uh, it was quality checked by number 36. That will tell us, folks, what color it is. Hey, if you're a uh, quality checker 36, uh, hit me up, man. Yeah, please do. Uh, what? What? How can he hit you up? Uh, I don't know. My social media. There you go. Hit up on my social media. Didn't know if there was an email for uh, for this. Uh, there is. Uh, but since we're talking about rebranding, uh, the email may change mm. eventually. Interesting. This doesn't have a color. It just tells me what uh, size it is. I bet it's on your pants then. Yeah, well, I'm not taking off my pants. Dang I, it! I am wearing shorts underneath my track pants. Then so. what's the point? What's wrong with that? Uh, well, I I would have to take off my shoes, and it'd be a whole ordeal to do this on the podcast. <laughs> I just want to see how many clothes <laughs> I can get you to take off. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that your mood now? Uh, I think I've. Uh, that's you sad. Want to see it, me? I feel like it would be very unhealthy to like be in a depressed place and use sex in some sort of way to like. Not get only through sex, it. but like homosexual stuff. Maybe that it, it would be first of all, that's not my sexuality. No. So that means I would be definitely exploring something that I don't want to do. Not healthy. No. Uh and at the same time 
using sex when you're in a depressed place probably isn't a healthy thing. It, probably not. So I'm not a therapist. Obviously, no, I'm, I'm obviously not, not either. I just but have a couch. I'll, I nah. It's a very comfy couch, which I wish I had a couch this comfortable in my living room. Although I think it might be too large. It is a very large couch. Long. And it was Tyler's. Shout out to Tyler. Shout uh, out Tyler. Thank you, man. Uh, couch, and he, uh, I requested to just to keep it. So. Well, uh, Tyler's being put to good use. It's very comfortable. I feel like I can nap on it. I nap on it a lot. It's nice and cool down here, so I could see that. Yep. Probably when I leave, I'm going to have to take this uh, track, track jacket off because it's going to be too hot outside. Yes. Anyways. Uh, I, d- I just wanted to impress you by uh, wearing yeah, this. You did. I was actually going to ask you if you got one today when I came over. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Uh, It seems like more and more of the guys are getting track suits. Uh, I thought it was funny. Jason Benny messaged me saying, what if we put rhinestones with our names on the back? I'm like... I don't think I can get everyone to do that no. in a month and a half. He was not. He was kind of sad, I think. But that's a little too far. There's a line, and that's a it, little. Yeah, it might have been too much. But I still thought it was funny that he, he was like, "Oh, I got this great idea, rhinestones." I was like, was not expecting that. But all right, I was thinking, and this is going to shot down uh, to wear the track shoots at the reception. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You've got you guys paid for the suits. Wear the suits. I also paid for the track suit. Yeah, but you can wear that. <laughs> For more than just one day, because you have to return the suits. That's true. So get your money's worth for the day. Get and the pictures will be great. Oh, I'm sure. So, but pictures with the tracks. Sh- oh, that would be great. Uh-huh. I would love to see. I, I'm hoping all the guys do wear track suits, like some sort of track suit. It would be great, mm-hmm. just for like the pictures that we all take throughout the day. It'd be fun. Yeah. Plus, absolutely. I know like the bridesmaids will be like, "What in the world <laughs> is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like leading the rehearsal too. Yes, yeah, so, uh-huh. uh, fantastic. The only one I don't think will have one will be my nephew, but okay. I think the rest of the guys, from what it seems like, will. So. See, I told you, everyone would be on board. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised when I put that in the Facebook group of like, "Hey, you guys want to wear tracksuits?" And they were like, "Yes." <laughs> Everyone's like, "Down." I'm like, "This is cool. All right, fine." All to support you. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I have very good friends, so they've. Everyone has been kind of in and out, it seems, of of this whole thing. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I am too. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that night will be fun too. We're going to do a bonfire at the house. Okay. So we'll just throw out, uh, put that out there, and then also, um, uh, I might make some mac and cheese on the smoker because mm. that that only takes like a couple hours. So I can make that, and then we can watch like the UFC fights that night. Yeah, we talked about that. So we also talked about doing a podcast too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll have to bring the stuff, but I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll have to talk Just to Kate. having a rotating group of the groomsmen. That would up. be a ton of fun, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do that. I keep forgetting stuff. I think I'm just getting... Okay. Are you just getting old? I don't know if it's I'm getting old. I feel like part of it is like the modern day world. We're inundated with so much stuff due to our cell phones and what we're looking at on our computer screens that it's just too much for our brain to bring it all in. So we just, it just goes, I got to forget some of this stuff. Yeah. That's just my thought. I don't know. Maybe. I don't have a problem remembering things. Well, (laughs) clear my throat again. (laughs) Jeez. I'm just better. I I I noticed. I noticed. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, MJF, I'm better than you. (laughs) I'm better than you. Uh, All right, man. Well, I feel like we've kind of wrapped this one up. But I I do want to leave this out there for everyone. Uh, last uh, Last note. I love Matt. Matt meant the world to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
he saw an angry kid who didn't really have the most direction, but just was going on, on the go the entire time. And I can never stop appreciating everything he ever did for me. I can't thank him enough. And that's why I miss him. I miss him because I feel like I know I probably told him how much he meant to me, but I don't want to stop telling him. So, uh, Tim, I love you. I love you. Matt, I love you, man. Love you.